0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Manda. Today is Wednesday, September 11th. Um,
1: do you want to say anything about September 11th? I know you have a lot
0: of, of uh, feelings about in it. In
1: respect to everything that happened on that day and to those that lost their lives, while we are doing this podcast on September 11th, it will not be up on September No, it 11th. will not. That would be disrespectful. And we wouldn't want to do anything to be disrespectful. New York City is my city. It has always been my favorite city. It's not just because I was born and raised there. It's just one of, if not the greatest city that I've ever known. And um, you know, it's just a time to remember that people can take things away from you and they take things away from the innocent because nobody that died in September 11th or any of the deaths subsequent after that because of the fumes and the mess of the were all innocent people. <clears throat> nobody there deserved to die. And I'm not saying anybody ever deserves to die, but it wasn't a war. It wasn't something that was necessary to happen. And it's just tragic that it happened in such a city like New York. Because never had I seen New York be the way that it was that day and for days and days and weeks after that. And there's nothing really more that I can say. It's just don't ever take for granted the privileges that your country allows you to have the people that will save you when you're in need. And more importantly, this should not be a day for anybody in government to tout anything they do or not do. This day is about the people that lost their lives for their country. And let's not just remember the firefighters and the first responders, let's remember the bus boys and the waiters and the waitresses that worked in the restaurants that were minimum wage workers and just went to work that day. That's what this is about, from the littlest people to the top people.
0: Yeah, um, I was very young when September 11th happened. I was only 10 years old. I know that there might even be people listening to this that were not even born, because I know for the first time last year, they taught September 11th as an actual history event, because a lot of people that are are alive now, we're not alive for it. And um, it was scary. I didn't know what terrorism was. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I was taking acting classes in New York City at that time. And just to see, um, there was a, a wall, my mom talks about it often, there was a wall in Penn Station, which is now the New Jersey Transit. And it was just covered in photos and flowers, not only of photos of people who had died, but actual like missing persons photos for people that still hadn't found their loved ones and I just remember that being a really, really sad thing to see, even being very young. And like I said, although, you know, we did not lose anybody in September eleventh, um, our hearts go out to the victims and the family members of those victims on that day. So um like I said, this podcast is not clearly going to be up on September eleventh, but it is definitely a day to remember what happened, and to remember how things can, like my mom said, change very rapidly. Because I don't think, I never thought I would grow up in a world where there was terrorism. I had no idea what it even was at the time that it happened. So, um, not to switch gears or anything, but on a lighter note, um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about... Do
1: you want me to give news?
0: Yeah, I just want to give about the topic. (laughs) But we're going to be talking a little bit about... Different standards of things, and what might be good for one person is not, and that I often feel happens with with social media and stuff, because a product or a thing works for somebody, it might not work for another person, or different standards of things. So, let's get to news.
1: Okay, um, if you haven't heard this already, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West bought a 1,400-acre farm in Wyoming. Because for some reason, Wyoming is very important to Kanye. I don't know why. Yeah, I thought it was just Chicago. That they want to raise Kanye. their family there now. So, you know, like, go west. West, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, go, you want to live in Wyoming? Does that mean you'll stay off social media and you leave everybody alone? That would be awesome.
0: I think it's probably just another thing so we could have keeping up with the Kardashians moving to Wyoming. It's just like another, yeah, so it's another outlet. There, like that. that.
1: Um, another thing. In the news is Britney Spears. Everyone is so impressed that after all the pressure she's been going to, and now she only has about thirty percent custody of her children and her father and all that, she is on and popping in Instagram, putting up beautiful photos of herself in a bathing suit that are photoshopped. Congratulations! Like, like your life is in shambles. What the but like, worry, worry about? about that Instagram. There's that. Um, also, I happen to I don't really watch late night talk shows. I do love um, James Corden, and I happened to catch 30 seconds of Kris Jenner being on. And apparently she's always very concerned about the earthquakes in California, so she advises everyone to keep tennis shoes next to their bed, and she stockpiles. And she has clothing and what she calls quake packs, in every car, in every room, in everybody's everything, because she feels it like she needs to be safe for that. And it, it just sounded ridiculous, because the things that she said she keeps in her, like, quake packs is, is just, like, you know, that like she keeps a baseball cap. Because that's significant. Because as the... Earth is crumbling. You're like, you know what? I might be having a bad day in my hair, and like, let me put
0: that baseball cap. So, like,
1: if you can go back and listen, anybody wants to listen to the James Corden thing, it's really hilarious. This is so interesting. And she says she's one step above getting a bunker. I can pretty much guarantee at this point the Kardashians have a bunker fucking somewhere. You know, and especially that's gonna, the, be, that's gonna be a series in like twenty, keeping up with the bunkers, keeping up with the Kardashian bunker because yeah. it, it's just especially that be too this.
0: for people that don't know there is a land out of California, more in like the desert area where there are many many bunkers. So I'm sure they have one.
1: Okay, and um, this is really of of great interest. I'm sure to a lot of people. There was the uprising of storming the. Uh, alien area Center, 51 area 51 what has happened with that is absolutely remarkable to me because I had read a whole bunch about it it was started by this guy on Facebook and he was actually a person what happened after that is he was visited by the FBI the FBI told him under no circumstances can you or anyone go to, to area 51? And storm the area. Now, I've also gotten some other information about that. Apparently, Area 51, just getting up to the gates is really difficult. Mm -hmm. If you were to get up to the gates before you would ever get to a building where if there were aliens, it's about 40 miles.
0: Yeah, people are under the misconception, like, once
1: you're there, you're just, like, in it. There's the aliens. Right. So the FBI basically told this guy, no, you can't do this so he withdrew however there are still two million people
0: that are actually doing this
1: wanting to storm area 51. so apparently the other guy that was partners with him in this they were trying to secure an area near area 51 that could house people and be secure and have bathrooms and food and water etc so now, I don't know how this came to be, because they were both very vague. Mm-hmm. They have turned it into a concert. So there will now be a concert in Las Vegas for Area 51. They're not storming Area 51. I was they about to They won't be the anywhere, anywhere near Area 51. And apparently there was some woman involved that was supposed to make sure there was going to be food, water, security, housing, and all this other stuff. She did not lock that down. So these two, as partners are now making this into a concert, and it's about it about two weeks away. So if you want to look into that, there is going to be a concert, and I, I forget what the hell they're calling it, but they were both very very I need to look this up because I was, I was about that
0: because to me, in my head at first, logically, I was like, Okay, like over two million people signed up for this. They're right about their slogan, you can't stop us all. So I was I was about it. I wanted to be a part of it really bad. Just
1: know also this is a government area. It's yeah. really, really, really secure. And you really can't just go and do that. No. Even if the entire, you know, United States population decided that they wanted to know what was there, you really couldn't do it. So now it's a okay. concert. Okay,
0: it is called Alien Stock, which is amazing. And there it's very up in the air of if it is going to happen. They're well, trying. the guy
1: last night, I yeah. watched, he they, said. He's
0: still going ahead with it. You can get tickets for the Area 51 <laughs> concert on Ticketmaster if you all are interested.
1: I'm interested. Okay. I wish I could And o. it is far more positive and far more amazing to me. There is a young girl her name is Daisy May. Daisy May is a paraplegic. She is missing two of her legs. She walked in the London fashion show. Oh my God. And she is walking in the Paris fashion show next week. She does, she has the legs that if anybody knows, um, that Pretorius used to use to run with. Oscar
0: Pretorius. Yes. yes.
1: She has those kinds of legs. She does backflips down the runway.
0: She walked in New York Fashion Week, yeah? Yeah, she's
1: walking in London and and Paris. Oh my God. She's adorable. And if there's anything to become out of this world of chaos to see this little girl, her name is Daisy May. Please look her up. Please look at her story. She's astounding. She's delightful. She's adorable. She's nine years
0: old. She's nine years
1: old, and she is adorable. I just hope that she continues to be a model. And set the way for other fashion houses to say, "Hey, it is important to represent many people." Right, not even just many. She's just delightful. So that was my good news. This is so. Oh my god! Now I'm looking at it. This is so cute. Yeah, she's adorable, and she flips all over the place. She does cartwheels and backflips and forward flips, and you know things we can't do on two legs. So
0: that's amazing. Hats off to Daisy Ming. I like that good news. In other news, I'm just reaching out to everybody because I do want to ask this question. It's a superficial question. I buy, like, a variety of eyelashes, usually Morphe. I love Morphe. I want Morphe. Please give me the style name. I like them big, and I like them fluffy because I have yet to find, like, the ultimate eyelash, you know?
1: I would suggest you reach out to someone on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, sure. That's very good. Be lashes. I'm, I'm <laughs> just 100% sure that they just put brushes on their eyes. I'm 100% sure. Because yeah. their eyelashes are, like, next level.
0: Yeah. Because so I just took mine off because one was poking me in the corner. And I just want to reach out to my listeners and say, big fluffy eyelashes. Let me know. So we are now going to be talking about – I don't have any news, by the way. I don't ever usually come with news. Sometimes I have news about, like, industry stuff but like i don't think that interests absolutely anybody and everybody um just taking a look here no basically everything today is all about 9 11 stuff and also too just so everyone's aware people are getting their snapchats completely taken away we don't know why my friend got her snapchat completely taken away and all she did was post videos of her cat And, like, she literally got an email that's like, you violated something, no more Snapchat.
1: Well, since I just take the filter pictures and I do nothing else on Snapchat, we'll see how that goes.
0: Okay. Yep. I have not, I I was waiting, actually, like, right after she said it, I checked. I'm like, have I been suspended? But, um, you know. Right, because these big
1: companies that run Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and all this, like... Do your job and get all the shit off of it. All the people that harass people, all the people that make the fake damn accounts, all the people that do nothing but claim they're, you know, insta-famous and all, take their shit away. The regular people that are just using these things to communicate with people, I mean, seriously, and then God forbid you lodge a complaint and you try to get an answer about something, they're nowhere to be found. No. Because you know what? I don't think any of them work at all. I think they sit home in their beds and eat. Chips and dip, and, like, occasionally they go on to see what's going on. Yeah, or then they're like, oh, you know what would be cool?
0: If we could make you, like, log in with your eye, and, like, then that happens. But anyway, yeah, that's a thing. So be careful, Snapchat people. Be careful. I don't really use Snapchat as much as I used to other than with my friends, but I do my username, like, public now, so if you want to follow me, you can. It's linked below. Um, Okay, so we are now going to be talking about different standards of things. Now, would you say mom when it comes to the things that we're going to be talking about, do you and I have different standards of things? I think so. You think so. Okay. So I think everybody
1: has Let us standards.
0: start with something that might not be relevant to you guys, but it's relevant to us. And we're going to be talking about nail salons first. Okay. Um I think a lot of people think that certain nail salons are good because they just get basic Manicure, pedicure, gel manicure, maybe some SNS.
1: I really wish they would call that something else because I'm so tempted all the time. SNS <laughs> all the time or SNL.
0: Yeah, I've said SNL like a couple of times talking about it. But now for people like me or for my mom, we like longer nails. We like different shapes. We like designs. We like many color choices. And I
1: like the latest. Like what's coming up late? You know. Is it three-dimensional? Is it stones? Is it like, I like the latest techniques. And unfortunately, a lot of nail salons, especially on Long Island, don't really keep up with that. There's very few. Mm-hmm. You can find it in our big cities like New New York City and Las Vegas, you know, and L.A. All of those keep up with it. But I think the caliber of nails, even the people that work at the nail salons, They don't keep current in what else is new out there, and I think a lot of people don't get it because they don't even know it's available because most of these nail technicians can't do it. Right, and like we have gone
0: to, like we have our our steady people that do our nails, we have gone to other nail salons and they just like don't even comprehend like how to get from like A to Z. Right,
1: and yet you'll go on Yelp or something and they'll be like, great nail salon, clean, beautiful, quick. Yes, of course, I want it to be clean. Yes, of course, I want it to look nice. And yes, of course, I'd like it to be quick. But I'd also like to be able to get something more than just a regular manicure and my nails polished.
0: Right. And like I had found other nail salons, they would get like these, like my mom said, these completely like rave reviews, like, oh, this is the best. And then you get there and they have like maybe 30 colors. Whereas like we're used to having like 120. colors of this. Yeah.
1: You know, and different techniques like glitter and stones that can be added. And like I said, three-dimensional things and things that look like cat's eye and um, chrome and matte. And yet you go to these other salons and they have no clue that what any of this stuff is. So, you know, they get these great reviews, but in retrospect, it might be good for just the person getting a regular manicure. Right. But for someone who does more elaborate things... It's kind of sad because you're led into this false sense of, okay, I'll go there, and then you're disappointed. So, I mean, I know that seems trivial to some people, but if that's something you love to do, and it's one of the things that I've been doing crazy stuff with my nails since I'm about 15. So, I've been doing it for a long time. I was just always fortunate to find a nail technician that kept up with the trends. Right.
0: Right. Now, another thing we're gonna be talking about, my mom doesn't really have this problem because she's naturally blonde, but me not being naturally blonde and being a blonde, is again, hair salons. I always have to go to people that are that specialize in blondes because otherwise they try to make you think like, no, we can't do this, but we can make your hair darker. And like, you can just do this and you can do that. Whereas that might be fine for somebody else, but I have very type specific things that I seek when I go two different places and for some person to just get you know an all-over base color and a haircut that might be fine but for me I need people that know how to not only dye blonde hair but know how to tone blonde hair because I have also gone to places too where they've dyed my hair but then I'm like oh but what about toning it and they're like no you don't need to tone it and It's just, like I said, you don't really have a lot of, like, experience with that. You've just had people not listen to you, and you've gotten your hair done.
1: Right. Which is just as bad. And it goes for hair cutting as well. Yeah. There are trends that come in. There are ways that hair cutting becomes improved. You know, there are razor cuts and scissor cuts. And there are people that, you know, cut with a straight razor. There are people that cut with an electric. I mean, just look there.
0: on Instagram alone. Right. There's the different many, techniques. many. I mean, there are
1: people now that actually burn their hair, hair off, to cut yeah, it, which I think is really crazy. But it's still a technique, and I often find that people are like, oh my god, I have this great hair colorist or a hair cutter, just because they could do the basics. That doesn't give it like a five star rating. If these people are getting these five star ratings, you sometimes have to do the research and see what's out there as far as trends and to see how much further we've come, how much more advanced we've come in the beauty world alone. So, you know, for the average person, yeah, okay, if you're that person that's just going to go get your hair trimmed, get a few highlights, yeah, it's going to be fine. You could go anywhere for that. And um, unfortunately, and I, and I have nothing against this company, but Ulta is a, you know, one of those places where you can get makeup and you can also get your hair and nails done. Um. I've gone to Ulta for those things. I have friends that have gone to Ulta for them. It's okay. It's okay. Their, their prices are not any better, so you don't think you're saving.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: have to find when it comes to your hair, people want their hair a certain way. And nowadays with everybody in their fake hair, which is something I didn't even know. I thought everybody just had this great hair walking around the world. But um, everybody now with their fake hair... There's different techniques now, even now for those mm-hmm. that people, you know, don't always know are available because again, the hairstylist, the hair technician doesn't keep up with the trends, doesn't go back to school, doesn't care. They just do the basics. So often just because you get a good review. Doesn't mean it fits. It fits what, for you, what you need. You need right. And it might be great for somebody else. But for you, it's going to be subpar. And I mean, with these types of
0: things, I always want to tell people, do not be afraid to either go there or call and ask a ton of questions. If I'm going to a new place, I ask, like if it comes to hair, do you specialize in blondes? Do you use Olaplex? Do you tone? And your best
1: bet is to actually go there. And let them look at your hair. And let them look at your hair and look at the salon. Look at what's going on around it. See if there are people that need the same kinds of things that you do. Right, you know, And I'm not trying to criticize this because I'm an older person. If you're walking into the salon and the average age of the person's hair they're doing is 50 and above, not the place for the younger set. Not the place for the girls that want the extensions and all those other kinds of things. And don't also be fooled because it's a name company. You know, there's a lot of places that once were very popular salons in New York City. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as they used to be because... Either the person that owned the salon and started the salon is deceased Mm -hmm. or has moved on. You know, back in my day, um, in my mom's day, it was Vidal Sassoon. Everybody went to Vidal Sassoon. When I was growing up, everybody went to Bumble and Bumble or Jose Iber. And that's not a thing anymore. So you have to look at what's also I want to tell people. If you do live in New York, don't be fooled by going to the hairstylists that are in the luxury stores. Don't go to the Bergdorf salon or the Saks salon. Just because they work in Saks does not mean that the quality of hair that they could do for you is any better. That's not the case.
0: It's very true. And, again, like I said, don't be afraid to ask questions, especially when it comes to being very, like, type-specific. And you need to be honest with them as well with, like, where you are now and, like, what your goal is, whether it be hair, nails, etc. And, like, I do consider myself a fairly – picky person like very picky I can and I'm not one of those people that'll like leave the salon and be like yeah everything's fine and then like complain at home I'll say something there but certain things it's like okay if like one time I get my nails and they cut them too short and then I have to like right now I'm waiting for my nails to grow out a bit I'm not gonna sit here and be like yeah well they're too still too short and blah 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 blah, blah. that can change But if you see when you're there that something is not going the way that you want it to, fix it then, because otherwise you're going to be miserable too. Open up your mouth and say, like, no. And if someone's like, oh, but we can dye your hair this way. If that's not what you want, either say, well, you know what, then I'm going to go somewhere else, or say, no, I need it to be like this, or just leave. That's my best advice when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: And be specific. Very specific. What you want and what you want it to look like. And if you, I know, like, haircutters don't like when you bring them pictures. But they should be able to get it close to it or at least say, to you, well, you know what? You have wavy hair. I'm going to have to straighten your hair before you can get this look and and all those things. Be very specific as to what you want and how you want it.
0: And also, too, do not have unrealistic goals because you see people like the Kardashians go from having jet black hair to platinum blonde hair. That's like a 12-hour process. For most people, it's a multi-salon visit.
1: And most of the time, the Kardashians are wigs
0: yeah that's another thing so now getting into restaurants which is another thing that people have different standards of like this is good i like this versus like this is bad. this is bad and i don't like it um you know i like when i'm eating at places that do have the health ratings in the window i only in mind, eat also, at a1s Right, that's so not, not food. necessarily the
1: food is fantastic. That just means they're clean and they follow protocol as to what's acceptable for cleanliness and the board of health.
0: Right. Now, um, I'm going to try to think of a restaurant that people are like, oh my God, the food is so good. But like, for me, it was a Olive Garden. Okay, first of all, Olive Garden is nasty. I don't like it. It's not real Italian food. And if you are Italian and you think the Olive Garden is good Italian food? No, you're wrong. If you're not Italian and you think the Olive Garden is good food, you're still wrong. The Olive Garden is not anywhere near like real authentic Italian food you're better off going to your local like neighborhood Italian restaurant and we'll probably better get, get a better shot at having Authentic Italian food
1: because first of all the stuff that they come up with are not real Italian food terms mm-hmm. You know like they have spagata mozzarella, and you're like what is that, that? Is not yeah. really a thing. It's created by albert. I'm not saying it's bad food I'm just saying it is not authentic Italian food that you can find in a lot of restaurants especially like where I said Locally, it's
0: also not freshly made. I know that there are people that have worked at the Olive Garden, and the stuff is kind of frozen, and they don't really have like chefs. They just have people in the back to kind of heat it up. And to me, that "Mm, I don't like it. I don't like any part of that. It's just like people also have to realize, and I think the world that we live in today, people are very much about like fast food, and that's like an Italian equivalent to fast food. And you have to realize there's a very big difference between fast food Italian and authentic Italian. Same thing with Mexican, Chinese. You know, it's like people that, like, do or die for, like, Panda Express. But, like, they don't eat Panda Express, like, in China.
1: Right. They don't even know what that is. And
0: if they ate it, they'd be like, what?
1: And, again, we're not criticizing if you like the Olive Garden or you like Panda Express. Yeah, I've eaten both of them. It's just not my choice for if I want a really good meal. Right. And a really quality meal and an authentic meal. You also have to remember if it's a food chain, it kind of lacks in things. And I'm not talking about like, okay, in New York, this is the only example I can think of. I can give it in, in California as well. In New York, we have Chipriani's. There's a few of them, but they're not a chain restaurant. They don't lease out their restaurant mm-hmm. to anybody to own, like a Chick-fil-A. Okay, like and in California, you have Spago. There's a couple of them, but the difference is all the food has to meet a certain standard. When you have something like Olive Garden or Applebee's, and again, I'm not criticizing Applebee's, I like Applebee's, it is not the same kind of food as if you were to go to a pub. Although Applebee's is kind of a pub atmosphere, it's there are not authentic, authentic pubs like right. the Pig and Whistle, which is an authentic pub, an authentic Irish pub, where you can get really good food and things like that. So you have to really look at your budget. You have to look at the kind of food you want. And where someone will be like, oh, my God, the Olive Garden has the best Italian food. The best Italian food for what? The price range, the location. That's where you run into what's good for you may not be good for someone else. And when you're an authentic Italian,
0: it's it's, difficult. You'll
1: find very few Italians that will say, hey, I went to Olive Garden. Right. It's it's just
0: like people that are Italian, you're not gonna really be eating it like Pizza Hut. Okay. Yeah, you're not like, gonna eat the
1: pizza from Pizza Hut. You're Club.
0: not gonna think that it's good because it's not. It's and nasty. If you, if you are
1: Asian or you have Asian friends, ask them, do you eat at Panda Express? Probably, they probably not.
0: don't.
1: You know, they know how to cook these foods and they will tell you the best restaurants. In New York City, we're very blessed as in California as well and Philadelphia. There are Chinese neighborhoods mm-hmm. where you can go into any little mom-and-pop shop Chinese restaurant and have ten times better food than you will at Panda Express. Oh, yeah. And although I love P.F. Chang's, that's a chain. They're everywhere. Exactly.
0: It still is. It's like nicer fast food Chinese. You know, Chinese. in California, you
1: have a Chinatown section. In Philadelphia, you have a Chinatown section. Any one of those authentic places that are mm-hmm. run by actual people from that culture is 10 times better food than you'll find in those places. Yeah.
0: And it's just now, if you go to, let's talk about restaurants that aren't like chains, like that a new restaurant is just like, you know, up and coming in like your neighborhood. For some people, that might be all good, great, and fine. They might be like, this is amazing. But you might come in and like, okay, for instance, like, what's a food I'm picky with? Okay, like Mexican. I like certain type of Mexican prepared certain types of ways. And, like, maybe this Mexican restaurant doesn't offer, like, the type of, like, rice I like. So then for me, that would make it, like, not as good. But for you, because there are some people, and I think more people are just like, well, it's here. It's okay. It's decent. And whereas I think because I've eaten in more places, I'm a little
1: pickier. (laughs) <laughs> you also shouldn't assume because something is more expensive, oh, yeah. it's better. That's not what we're saying. No, not it's at all. It's just what you're looking for and how and how you you're like your used food to eating your food. Um, the other thing that I think is important is what exactly are you saying about this restaurant and the reason why you're saying it? A lot of people give very bad reviews on restaurant because the wait staff was rude or they waited a long time. That has no bearing on the food. You have to take everything, especially something like a restaurant, and assess every aspect. If you made a reservation, was your reservation honored on time? Was the staff nice? Was the food what you expected? Was it, was it prepared the mm-hmm. way you like it? Were they willing to make substitutions for you if you wanted? Mm-hmm. You know, Was the kitchen clean? Was it fast? Was the food hot? Those are all things that should be accounted for when making a review. Right,
0: because what happens is people have, like, one bad experience, like, someone was nasty, and then they're, like, hated the whole thing, restaurant's terrible, never coming back.
1: Right.
0: And, like, that's not how you base, like my mom said, you have to take the whole experience experience and rate it as a whole. And I am a big person into, like, leaving reviews and reading them myself. And I think even now you kind of have to comb through reviews with a fine-tooth comb because sometimes people are just bitter sometimes people know the people if it's a super great review sometimes they know the people you have to think of that as well but I would say most things either succeed or fail based on what you personally are looking for it's no different than when I give product recommendations to people and then people are like well this didn't work for me like you said it worked for you well that's because it's my body makeup and my chemicals and my existing skin and hair and whatever, you have to find the things that fit best for you, whether it be how you like your food prepared. Like there is a Chinese restaurant um, in one of the places that I live that I like certain things from. And then there's another one where I like to get other things from. So I know to kind of tailor it to, oh, if I feel like this, I'll go to this place. You have to see and fit what is best for you. If you are a person that just gets a plain manicure, any nail salon will do. But if you're not.
1: Another aspect is hotels.
0: Oh, good one. Hotels
1: go all the way from one to five star hotels. Five star hotels are usually expensive hotels. They are usually hotels that offer many amenities, that are expensive rooms, uh, expensive views, uh, a, a plethora of views. What has to happen, though, is you have to determine several things again when you're going to book a hotel room. Are you just looking for a nice, clean sp- place to sleep, and you're going to be out most of the day? Then you may not want to spend that kind of money. Are you looking for a place that has fine restaurants, right? Because you know, you're going to be dining restaurants, in. Because you're going to be dining in. Are you looking for a place that's kid friendly, pet friendly? Is it a place where children will not be frowned upon if they get rambunctious? Is it a place that has good security? Is it a place that offers a wide variety of views and activities like a gym, a pool, indoor and outdoor, exercise classes? You know, things like that. So usually five-star hotels get that rating, like I said, because A, they're expensive, the views are vast, they have a lot of suites, they have a lot of amenities, they have five-star restaurants. All of those things take into consideration. Now, I have stayed at some five-star hotels that I would not even give a one-star rating. And I have stayed at three-star hotels that have gone above and beyond and have been beautiful and glorious. You have to remember, though, again, is it in your budget? What are you looking for with this hotel? And do your research, because I've had a couple of experiences where I've gone through places like Travelocity. Oh,
0: yeah, that can be really terrible. And,
1: you know, they claim that they check out all these things impossible because I have had experiences when I was single, when I was married, and also having had Oriana as a young child and as an older child where everything that they said was not the way it appeared to be. Like at all. So you can't always go by that. The best thing to do is to actually go on the website of the hotel. Or the hotel and
0: book it that way. And again,
1: they also doctor their pictures, get them fixed up, do things. But know that you have recourse. If you get to a hotel that you have booked through someone. With yourself, it's a little harder, but if you have booked your hotel through a travel agent, or a regular travel agent that you went to, you have recourse then. You can call them and say, this is not what the brochure said. This is not at all what I expected. I need you to find me something else. And they they will. will. So, I mean, especially if you book through a private travel agent, and there's many of those, you could do that as well. So you have to Again, determine what is going to make your experience where you're like, wow, this is great. If you're just looking for a nice, clean place that's safe, and then a Motel Six is fantastic. You know, especially like if you're in college or high school and your budget is tight. Places like you know Holiday Inns, Motel Six, what's another one? I'm trying to think of Red Roof Inn. Those are all moderately budget-priced hotels that really are clean and neat. Now, again. Just because you're spending a lot of money doesn't mean you're getting everything. I have been to five star hotels where the bathrooms were dirty and oh, yeah. the glasses were used and the view was not what they told me I was originally booking. So that's where you have to really do your research. And if you get there and you're still unhappy, you can't just. Suck it up because no. especially if you're staying there for longer than a night. Yeah, we had you're a, be miserable. we had an experience
0: a long time ago. We were in California where the pictures looked nothing like what we pulled up to. Right,
1: and we were facing a parking lot of a landscaping business, and it was horrendous. It was absolutely and literally
0: horrendous. there was this really nice pool at the end of a parking lot. It was really bizarre, yeah. so but they fixed it. You, you have so. to realize.
1: Every review, again, that you're reading on Yelp and all these things, while they may be helpful, they may not be accurate. So I think that's important. Yeah, and um, again, if you
0: guys would even like any advice as to, like, how to go about, you know, finding certain things and kind of combing through different types of reviews, you can definitely reach out to either one of us. We've all had our fair share of reading reviews for whatever it is, whether it be restaurants, stores,
1: hair, and nails. you can think of that.
0: Any other things that I could think of that kind of are different. Okay. Um Yeah, let let's even talk about clothing stores because I have had different people tell me different things about different clothing stores. Of like whether it be the people that work there, the selection. Um there's a store that's um by one of my houses and A girl that I know has said, like, the people that work there are really nasty. And every time I've walked by, like, they give you dirty looks and everything. And, like, I know for a fact, like, okay, she's not lying. Like, they really are nasty and not welcoming.
1: Well, unfortunately, some of the stores in California, especially, I have to say this, in the Rodeo Drive area, there are a lot of boutiques. And you walk into these stores, and you are, first of all, very unsure as to what they sell. Because there's like a display of six books, and then there's candles. Maybe like two scarves. And then there's scarves, and then there's a jewelry area. And then there's like six pairs of pants, four shirts, two skirts, a long dress, a tulip, a sweater. And you're like, what kind of store is this? It's not a wide array of merchandise. It's also not a wide array of sizes, but those are the very, like, shishi boutiques of Rodeo Drive. Um, unfortunately, you do find that some of the people that work on Rodeo Drive believe that they are Rodeo Drive, and they think just because they work in a she store, they are superior to the customer they're serving. It happens. For the most part, most of the stores are beautiful. Most of the salespeople, associates are lovely. But there are those, and you have to realize that. There's also a bunch of stores in Las Vegas, and it always cracks me up because they're like what I like to call the glitz store. And everything in the window, and now please understand, I love anything with glitter, diamonds, sparkly, I'm there. But you walk past these stores and everything in the window, the shoes, the sneakers, the handbag, the backpack, the scarf, the jewelry, is all blindingly rhinestone. And then you go in there and you will, what you will basically find in there is club wear. You will find scarves and shirts and dresses that I would have worn probably in my heyday of Studio 54. You basically look like a disco ball. And they're all over Las Vegas. They're everywhere. They're in the malls. They're in every hotel. Everywhere.
0: And they usually have some sort of like in the windows. There's usually like five mannequins. There's a motorcycle somewhere in the window. The motorcycle has stones all over it. Everything has
1: like crosses on it and yeah. skulls. And there's so many of them. Like every mall in Las Vegas has, has it. every hotel has this. Some stone. have multiples. Right, and, you know, it caters to that. Now, <laughs> in, now, in New York City, you have a different kind of thing. Different areas of New York City have different kinds of clothing stores. Of course, you have the big stores, like I said, like Bergdorf's and Saks and Lord & Taylor's. When you go downtown into the Soho area and that, you know, kind of south of Houston and all of that, you get this the boutiques, you do have Chanel, you have Yves Saint Laurent.
0: Yeah, especially downtown
1: they have opened a lot of those nice. stores. A nicer lot of those, stores. Stores. you have bourbon, all those kinds of things. So New York, I'm very spoiled because I know where to go to find what I want. In some of the other places across America, it's a little more difficult to find what you're looking for. And like, for instance, in certain cities, you have to, in certain states, you have to go to a big city to get those big clothing items or those designer items that you may want. So you know, for some people, having a Coles or a Sears, you know, there's not a lot of Sears anymore. I don't know if there even is any, but, you know, I, I, I'm not no, aware. No, no. But for some people, that's all they have. And if unless they, they travel to a big city, they're not going to have that. So, again, it's all up to what you're looking for and if it's accessible to you because there are certain places you live. That kind of stuff is not going to be accessible to you. And it also the type of clothing that is popular where you live. People that, like I have friends that live in the Carolinas, and it's very much um, kind of tank tops, shorts, flip-flops. Resort-ish kind of kind of of clothing. And, you know, if they were to look for something, let's say business attire, it would be difficult to find. Not to say they don't have it. They just have to travel for it. Right. And, you know, you have to look at where you live and what you want to find. So, again, don't read a review for a store that isn't anywhere near you because if you have no access to it, it really doesn't matter. And I know I'm very particular about the places I shop. And what kind of style I have. Um, Another thing. Here's something that's very interesting. Bookstores have gotten to be really obsolete everywhere. I'm fortunate enough to live in two places that have big bookstores. So I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, for some people, they look for different things. Now, when I grew up in New York City, I loved those quaint little off-the-beaten-path bookstores that you would find, these little places owned by some eccentric lady who had 16 cats in the in the building. And <laughs> I loved those kind of bookstores. I can't find those kinds of bookstores in Las Vegas. They don't exist. In California, there are certain places where you can go. They're more, um, like I'd like to say, they're more like new wave bookstores. They're into, you know, like Transcendental Meditation Mm -hmm. bookstores and Celestial bookstores. So, again, you'll read reviews about these great places, but you have to determine what exactly you're looking for. Where will you find it? And, you know, that's one of the good things about the Internet. You can find just about anything you're looking for if you can't find it near you. But you have to determine what someone says, oh, my God, Barnes & Noble is fantastic, but you're looking for some really obscure books that you may not find. Right, some in. old books, some one-of-a-kind right. books. Right, you know, and um, there is a place called Very Fine Books, which is on the Internet. They have all out of print, out of copy, all, all old books, things like of that nature. So you can find anything you're looking for. What we're just saying is, To some people, they're like, oh, my God, why would you even bother to look for that? I have Barnes & Noble. It's fantastic. Yes, Barnes & Noble is fine for the average person that is looking for most of the the current, you know, books.
0: It's just like, too, when you are looking for, if you guys have been following along, you'll know my mom and I both have had a lot of issues with our cars recently. We both have Cadillacs. But, like, we look for different things in cars. And in our next cars and in our next dealership, we'll be looking for <laughs> different things as well. And it might be good, great, and fine because people are like, well, you know, there are an American brand, an American this, an American that. But, you know what, that might not be always necessarily the best. And just because they like it doesn't mean I'm going to like it. Um, same thing goes with TV shows. Have you not ever had people... Be like, oh, my God, this is the best show in the entire world. It's unbelievable. You're going to love it. And then you watch it and you're
1: like, uh-huh. I have all the time. Because my taste in comedy, in satire, in horror, in, in any genre of television, my taste is very different than most people's. It's not easy to make me laugh. I don't have a stupid sense of humor. No, she does not. Um, <laughs> I, like, love stories that have substance, not that are typical and and able to be told within the first three seconds. Um, I'm not a big horror fan, but I do like psychological thrillers as opposed to gory slasher thrillers. So, you know, that's, again, you have to really find what is good or great or fantastic for someone else, maybe mediocre or less for you. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Every that's what makes the world go round is differences.
0: Yeah, but it's so funny that happens to me a lot with like TV shows. People are like, oh, this is the best show, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, it's just like okay, everyone's gonna really hate me for this, one, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It's just like I know so many people that watch like Grey's Anatomy, and I think that show's terrible. I've tried. I think it's horrible. Yeah, not a Grey's it's just like too with like the SVU, and especially because like you know, I'm, I'm like uh, I'm like
1: a I'm a crime show person. I like actual crime shows. I don't want. You know, like, and I love Marissa Hargett. She's one of my most favorite. I, Me I just too. Think she's wonderful. And I used to watch L.A. Law, and Jimmy Smith was on that, and he's coming back in a new show. All those things are all great, but I like the actual shows—the ones where they actually do the law documentaries and you know the murder documentaries. I'd rather find out about something that was factual,
0: yeah, as opposed same. to
1: based off. You know, the names have been changed and the characters are fictional. We you know. Forget it that doesn't interest me
0: yeah i think also same thing with music especially now you have so many people that are like oh my god this is like the best artist ever and i'm like oh my god i want to tear my hair the music
1: right now the music industry except for a few artists here and there is really lacking and some artists that have left the business they need to come back and (laughs) make some new music or we need to find new talent because um you, you see, you don't hear anything about the people of American Idol once they've won. Where are they? I just think like American idol What Idol's happens? Uh, it's dies. the same thing though with here the voice. The, Where are those people? Like you never American see these people like that. anymore. And just, just stop they picking just go singers. Away. Yeah. Stop picking this stuff because you never hear from them again. So you know, maybe they're playing some little obscure towns all over the world. I don't know, but mm-hmm. they're kind of gone. It's, it's you know, you you saw Kelly Clarkson come out of American Idol and she stayed and she's still here. Where has that person been? Where's the Carrie Underwoods? Where's those people? They're gone. You don't right. see them anymore. And, like, I
0: find a lot of people now, there's a lot of rappers and stuff, and, like, I like rap music, so it's not about that, but they're like, have you listened to, like, Travis Scott and ASAP Rocky and, and Young Thug, the and they same. basically all sound exactly the same, not even to be funny, but Tyga sounds exactly like Travis Scott. That's probably why Kylie right. wound up with him. All you
1: have to do is cup, throw in a couple of bitches' hoes and sneakers, and you're done. Bitches, hoes, and sneakers. I'm Cause dead. Cause that's basically what they rap about. And you know, I am a fan of old school rap. The Run DMCs, the Beastie Boys. That was rap. That was that was music that was soulful and had a message. You know, if you're still after all this time talking about your boats and horse. Your, you know, you're there and you have your sneaks on and you, you got the flyest vans and you got a hoe on your arm and you, you got your side piece at home. Like, I don't care about that. Even I know, if, it's just like you know, terrible. Even if that's your lifestyle, good, keep it in your life.
0: Yeah, but there's some people that, especially, like, I'm not a country music fan and, like, people all the time be like, listen See, to at least listen country, to this
1: person. I'm like, oh my God, but at it's like country you're dying. That, it doesn't least a giant. It's like, Understandable lyrics and oh yeah, sure. When when their hearts are broken you feel the pain. For sure. A lot of these rappers now you're you're sort of there like are you happy you have a hoe? Are you mad you have a hoe? (laughs) Do you hate the hoe? Do you (laughs) love the hoe? Is the hoe your mom? Is the hoe your sister? Is the hoe your girlfriend? Like you're really confused as to where the hoe The hoe can really be anybody. Right.
0: It's like make your own hoe. Yeah, I think music, I think um T V movies everything everything is so personal preference that I have to be honest I don't think you should really listen to like anybody's opinion of it other than your own find your way find your way young person I don't know yeah that really <laughs> yeah, well. yeah worked out awesome so if you guys have anything that you have felt is up to your standards or not up to your standards let us know if you have, like, a suggestion of a place, a restaurant, a movie, a TV show. We have finished a ton of TV shows recently, so we love to have new ideas if you have a show. Don't hate us if we don't watch it or we say we don't like it because, like, just an opinion. That's what
1: this podcast was about. What's good for you may be great for someone else or less than fantastic.
0: Yeah, so keep that in mind whenever you're doing anything or going anywhere or having any sort of service done. Uh as always you can connect with both of us. Our social media is linked down below. We post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Until next time, everybody.
1: Keep your standards for yourself and stay cozy.